Hey y'all, welcome to the Silver Spoon Podcast. I'm your host, Kennedy Alsop. Okie dokie. So this marks the first episode of one of the two series that we will have reoccurring on the Silver Spoon podcast each season. They both will feature at least one episode each. We'll talk about the one that will be coming in the future first, and then we'll talk about the one that we're about to get into today as a way to segue right on in. Um, But the one that will be dropping in believe late October is walking naked on Wall Street. So this is a investment topics 101. Essentially, we're going to talk all things investments, whether it be 401ks, IRAs, crypto, day trading. Um, trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head. RSUs, uh, different things, just all different types of investment vehicles, just really beef up our knowledge on what types of things are available to us out there and what types of things, you know, could potentially fit our solution to help us put our money to work for us. The first episode, as I mentioned, will be dropping towards the end of October. It is the last episode of this season. So, We're going to build the suspense, but be ready for it. Make sure your notifications are on because you do not want to miss that one. And then the other series that we'll be doing that we're starting today is financial therapy. So financial therapy is episodes that we're going to take some time really to understand different money mindsets. And from that, we're going to figure out how we can put action to pivot away from these things that may harm us and embrace things that will benefit us. And this is, I believe, going to be some of the harder but most impactful episodes. If you've ever listened to I Will Teach You To Be Rich by uh, Ramit Sethi, I believe. You should if you haven't. You definitely should if you haven't, but it is a wonderful podcast. He also has a Netflix series, How, How To Get Rich, I believe. Same type of concept, but he gets vulnerable. He gets, he helps people get honest with their money. And we're going to emulate that by just having some honest conversations around our finances. And I want to start off with me today. I'm actually coming to you live from my bed because I wanted to be comfortable for this very honest conversation. Uh, But I thought it was important for me to not only introduce myself in this way, to show that I am a partner with you on this journey, but also to further sort of show to you what exactly the Silver Spoon podcast was created for. It was created for these honest conversations around our finances so that we can ask the questions we need, get the help we need, and do the things that we need to really get what we want. So we're going to dive right on in. I've got a few questions that I'm going to answer. I'm going to just give you some off the cuff stories as well. Um, I'm going to pretend like I'm interviewing myself. I guess I could have gotten someone to interview me, but I don't know. It's okay. Anywho, we're going to get right on in. So the first thing I want to talk about is the origins of my finance, my money mindset. So 
that usually starts with parents. What did we learn when we grew, well, as we grew up? What did we experience? Uh, we've all had very different experiences because we all have very different families and grew up in different places and interacted with different things. So for me, I would say I had a upper middle class upbringing. Two parents, both working, so two income household. It was just me and my sister, so two kids. We went to private school. We both went to college. And my sister is now uh, still in school. She's um, getting her master's to become a teacher full time. So she's following in the path of my the footsteps of my mom and then there is me who is working as a financial advisor in the DC area it makes sense as to why the education piece of this podcast is my bread and butter but the being vulnerable piece isn't necessarily and that's something that I work on on a daily basis because I have to help others be vulnerable and and doing that the best way to do that is just by being vulnerable yourself so yeah like I'm saying fairly average upper middle class upbringing um throughout my childhood I would say I neither one of us neither one of us rarely wanted for much um my parents both worked very hard so we got to go on trips to Disney and We would, you know, get cool Christmas presents like an iPod or an iPad or new laptop for school or what have you for Christmas or our birthdays. And we never necessarily saw our parents struggle with money because it seemed like anything that we wanted, we were not restricted in getting um I think that is nuanced though because I'm sure my parents were probably having financial discussions in the background about things that were happening but they weren't necessarily discussions that we had as a family the other thing that I feel like throughout my growing up and into early adulthood that I've experienced is a bit of lucky girl syndrome. So average upper middle class with a sprinkle of lucky girl. Because like I mentioned, haven't felt like I've wanted for much, but I've also felt like things have had a way of working themselves out most of the time. I'm gonna put an asterisk on that. Uh, But I got to go to the school that I wanted. I got to take the study abroad trips that I wanted. I got to do the experiences that I wanted or the shopping as, as shallow as that sounds, but that I wanted. Things had always had a habit of working themselves out, whether it be the allowance that I was going to receive from my parents or maybe the gas credit card that I potentially abused for my own benefit that I had or my grandparents who 
were fairly generous in, you know, just sliding a little extra to their grandkids whenever we'd come to visit or just as a way of, you know, here's your birthday or Christmas present. So that's been my general upbringing when it comes to money. And I feel like a lot of those things that I've mentioned are all very much so framed around spending, which I think is kind of interesting because I think one of my, one of the things that I struggled with or, and still struggle with through young adulthood, because I'm still young, is looking at money as something that is meant to be spent and saved and not just spent. I felt like through my very early adulthood, I would spend everything. So I started off as an intern when I moved up to DC. Oh, actually, no, I started off as a Starbucks barista, actually. Um, I started off as a Starbucks barista. I was getting my master's. And actually, I would do that again. I loved being a Starbucks barista, y'all. I'm not even going to cap. The only thing I didn't like was the fact that they didn't let us have our phones, which I know makes sense, but sometimes it was dead. I I worked in a Starbucks in a giant, so it wasn't like one of those, you know, standalone Starbucks where they're like always jumping. But like sometimes we had nothing going on, so I wasn't going to just find something to do respectfully if that tells you anything about my work ethic from time to time but I love working at Starbucks and so I started off there and then I eventually moved from unpaid internship to paid internship to full-time job not even six months after having the Starbucks job and both of those I would say from the Starbucks to the full-time job my pay didn't increase that much but it did increase uh, and I felt like I had enough to basically pay rent and then the rest I was pretty much just spending Uh, student loans were in deferment so I didn't have to worry about it because I was still in school initially and then once I wasn't in school it was COVID so didn't have to add that to my list of bills my bills were very low I had a paid off car already and my parents hadn't yet gifted me my phone bill and my uh, car insurance. So in terms of like what needed to go out to keep the lights on, it was really just rent. Um, everything else was in my opinion, fun money. And I just spent it all. I didn't think about saving. Um, it wasn't until I started automating my paychecks to automatically have a portion of my money go to a checking account for spending. So for rent bills, fun, And then also having a savings account where a portion of the money was going there. So it was automatically going there. I didn't have to wait till the end of the month when inevitably I didn't have anything left over to put in savings to put it in there. But for a really long time, I operated as a person who wouldn't save. I didn't really save too much. I wasn't thinking about the future and the rainy day. Um, another thing that I noticed about myself as well was that, that lucky girl syndrome. So I felt like because things had a habit of working out, I could sometimes put fun before everything else and it would still work out. And it wasn't until I took my first leap and stab at entrepreneurship that I found 
that fun is great, but it can't necessarily be becoming before everything. Because I stepped out from a steady bi-weekly paycheck to nothing for over a year. And as I mentioned, I was barely a saver, but because I had thankfully automated something to start saving, I had a little bit of a savings, but definitely not a year's worth of expenses. And I was now faced with wanting to have fun, but barely having more than was necessary or even enough that was necessary to cover the just basic, even if it was a few basics like the rent. And I think that was the start of my journey because I started to really see how poorly I handled next to nothing, but like how deeply I yearned to have so much more. And I was like, girl, if you don't get it together, like the poor spending habits that you have now where you view every dollar as something that's meant to be spent is going to translate whether or not you have more money because aren't you just gonna like you're gonna suffer probably suffer from lifestyle inflation which is like a a killer like people will live a fairly comfortable lifestyle be able to pay the bills and have then some and have them some and then some when it comes to their current income and lifestyle and then they experience an increase a promotion a new job and rather than just maintaining what they had previously and being able to save and maybe you know have a little bit of fun with some of it they go get a new apartment and they buy a new car and now they have a more expensive rent and you know, auto payment, and that eats up the excess that they were now seeing each month. And now they're still living the same way that they were living before. And maybe, who knows, even worse. So I wanted to, that really was a kick in the butt to get it together in terms of my own habits. If I wanted to obtain more I needed to be in a position to manage more to be responsible for more so uh, the other thing that I think was unspoken growing up that allowed us to not want or not unspoken it was not I mean it was mm, I wouldn't say unspoken I would just say the other thing that played a role in that lucky girl syndrome was also credit cards. So I had a gas card. So growing up, my parents didn't necessarily require me or my sister to have a job in high school, but we both had cars. We both drove to school and they gave us a gas card. Now they have, I think there's like now apps and stuff that you can use for, you know, paying for your gas. So they did that with my sister. Uh, but I had a gas credit card. So it was an Amex. It was a way to just build some credit, build points. So this is like, see, the, these are things that I think my parents were doing that were wonderful because they had me as a, um, 
as a authorized user on their credit card account. I had my own card and because they were, you know, keeping up with the monthly payments for it, paying off the credit card, it reflected in my credit score. So when I graduated from college, I was already in the 700s and already had a very good, excellent, uh, very good credit score. So my parents gave me a gas card. I started off primarily using that for, you know, just going for gas and then went to college and it was for emergencies. And sometimes the emergency would become, oh, I wanted to, you know, buy me and my friend a drink, which is not an emergency. And that is something that I think got out of control fairly early on. And actually not early on. It actually more so got out of control during that same period where I didn't have an income for a year. So I started to rely on credit because I wanted to have fun. I still wanted to have fun. I wanted to pay my bills. And so I had enough to get the bills paid. And I wanted to still do the things I wanted to do. I still wanted to take trips. And I was putting fun before everything else, even though I couldn't afford it. And that accrued to $12,000 in credit card debt. And there are some people here that are listening to this and they've never heard me say that. But that accrued to so much in credit card debt. And don't worry. <laughs> I have implemented a plan for myself and I have paid off actually almost all of that. There's like 2K outstanding, but I got to a point where my fun kind of, kind of went wild. I, I was spending, like I said, every dollar was meant to be spent. So what are some things that I'm doing now or that I have been doing to help me break some of these bad habits. Well, the first thing is budgeting. <laughs> no more living among, or excuse me, no more living above my means. A great way of being able to hide from what was going on in my bank account was by not looking at it or hide from what was going on with my you know, credit card balance was by not looking at it. So if you're not looking at it, you're not paying attention to where things are going, then it's not a problem. <laughs> it's like that Instagram or I think it's mostly Instagram where, you know, people are using the Mick Jagger song or whatever and they're like covering their eyes. It's like, yeah, if I don't see it, it's not happening. Me ignoring my bank account to, you know, continue to go out and have fun. But if you budget, then you now you see exactly where things are going. Now you see, okay. I need to cut down on this or I need to figure out a way to subsidize this or change this or alter this or whatever it is so that you can live comfortably but also make sure that your money is touching the three different buckets that it needs to touch. You need your wants and you're saving and investing. So saving slash investing. Um, and I wasn't doing that always. So I started budgeting and then I started saving for fun. As I mentioned, every dollar <laughs> to me was meant to be spent. And that's kind of a hard mindset to break. So I still knew how to save. So maybe 
or not so maybe so the best way was for me to put in saving goals for future things so I love to travel so take a trip I want to have a thousand dollars for this trip cool I'm gonna contribute a hundred dollars a month to the trip savings and then I'm gonna also at least match it if not try and double it to my emergency savings bucket so we have both things working for us at all times I'm saving for a rainy day for the future for just to save purposes and not to spend but I'm also saving to spend another thing that I was doing was the way that I took that $12,000 of credit card debt and brought it down to two is by paying off debt and learning how to properly use it TikTok is well it is your best friend but it's also that best friend that can sometimes talk behind your back and then backstab you a little bit and then it kind of doesn't work out um, and I say this because you can learn so much from TikTok so I personally learned more about credit card reward programs through TikTok I had no idea about these different things I knew like airlines had credit cards but I just wasn't thinking about the fact that you were accruing miles I didn't know that you could get a general one and be able to accrue miles that could maybe you know go towards multiple different airlines or any airline and TikTok was showing me all this but it was also showing me people like utilizing these credit cards on like very lavish trips and so I wanted to go on the lavish trips too. So that's why I mean, it's that best friend that's going like, this. she's great, but she's also like so detrimental for your health because <laughs> TikTok is awesome. You can learn so much, but then it makes you maybe do things or think you want to do things that you probably wouldn't have done otherwise, or maybe they don't align with your values, or maybe they're just not something that you can do right now. And I think that was definitely something that was happening with me in terms of my finances was just, I wanted to be living the life that I thought other people my age were trying to live and aspired to live and in some cases were living um but it's important to if you're going to take advantage of those credit cards do it but do it responsibly don't spend above your means which is what I was doing I would have $3,000 coming in and charge $4,000 on the credit card leaving me with a thousand dollar you know over the limit not over the limit but like over the like surplus mm, nope that, that implies that I have it but like a 30 40 hmm, and a thousand dollar over uh in terms of my spent expenditure and that adds up if you do that a couple of times a year or six months a year or every year that's twelve thousand extra dollars that you're spending that you don't have so you can use credit cards and I was like I can use credit cards but I want to do it responsibly so pay for the trip you want to pay for the flight go ahead and pay for it on your credit card but have the money to go ahead and pay that off by the end of the month so that you now accrue the points but you don't accrue the interest I want to end on a happy er note <laughs> we got honest today and the idea is I'll come back and share different things about myself, about my journey financially, because I want to show you my journey and be as transparent about my journey as much as possible so that you can feel safe in doing the same. But I want to talk about the abundant life that I think is now calling me to get rid of these things. 
Um, one thing that I've definitely said or will say is that we've got to do different to get different. So there are things that we may have learned and actions that have become patterns that just do not serve us on a day-to-day basis. They do not help us get to that next level. And quite frankly, they might be what is holding us back because we cannot take those things to the next level. And I want to share with you what the next level looks like to me and why I'm working so hard to educate myself and to put things in practice so that I can do what I want and get a step closer every single day to the abundant life that I see for myself because it doesn't have to be something that I never attain. It doesn't have to be something that I only attain years in the future. It is a lot closer than I think. I just have to keep working and I want you to understand that that is the same case for you. So what is my abundant life here before we wrap it up? Um, thank you for rambling along with me. It's been a time. This is what therapy is. And think when you go to therapy, you kind of tell stories, you go on tangents. So I feel better already. I'm going to get up, drink some water after this. But like, this was therapeutic. But my abundant life is one being debt free. So I mentioned knocking out that credit card that's in process, almost done, but I also have student loans, both private and federal, that I want to pay off. The federal ones I'm not as concerned about because federal loans are payable at death, but the private ones are not. So I'd like to knock those out as quickly as I can. The other thing is I'd like to have a cushion. I'd like to have two types of cushions, actually. I'd like to have a cushion for the what if rainy day and I want to have a cushion for fun because I get some type of thrill from being able to like book a last minute trip but I don't want to book a last minute trip and be financially devastated after one week in Mexico you know what I'm saying so I want to have two cushions and I want to have that cushion for my fun so that I can do those impulse things but like they can feel impulse, but they're really not because I've actually just been contributing just a little bit of money aside each month to this fun account so that when I want to do something, I can do it. The speaking of doing things that I want to do and traveling, I want to travel three to four times a year. I want to be out the country at least once a quarter. And actually, it doesn't have to be out the country because there are still a lot of places that I'd love to visit within the United States, but I want to be somewhere somewhere cool, laptop off, phone off, just vibing. And as a additional piece to that, I want to be able to eventually be able to fully pay for my family trips. So my parents, my sister, even grandparents, I'd love to be able to afford to take them on a trip so that they can experience more as well so that they can have fun because everybody loves a vacation we all want to be a vacation there's so many fun things to experience and i want to do those with the people that i love i also want to be able to give regularly on a large scale so whether that be tithes at church or 
um, well, not or, and, and being able to donate to educational programs for youth or what have you, or even be able to go on a mission trip. I've actually always wanted to go on a mission trip, but you had to, I'm pretty sure you have to pay to go on one of those. And that pay is, you know, a donation to the greater cause. And then you also donate your time. And that's something that I want to be able to do in my abundant life. I also want to be able to be involved in my passions as often as possible, even if they don't pay well. One of the dreams that I feel like I gave up fairly early on in my life was the dream to be a dancer, to be a performer, even um, performer, whether that be in movies or musicals or on a stage with Alvin Ailey. I wanted to dance and I can't sing worth a darn, but I wanted to dance and I just wanted to. I love acting and facial expressions and I wanted to do that growing up. But very early on, for some reason, I realized that wasn't the path that I was going to be making much money on. And while money wasn't the main motivator, it was important for me to be able to then have the time to do the things that I want the way that I want. So that was a dream that I quickly lost, but I'd love to be able to return to it, be able to teach a dance class or just take more dance classes myself or be able to open a dance studio and be involved in those day-to-day experiences because that's something that I'm passionate about when it comes to dance. Um, or that's something that I'm passionate about. That's something that I am passionate about in general because I just love dance. Um, the other thing I want to do is set up the future generation uh, so that they can have the mobility of choice. I think that in my mind growing up, the way to success was graduate high school, go to college, graduate college, maybe get a advanced degree, but then definitely get a job, full-time job, start a full-time career, nine to five in the office, doing something that's stable, work your way up. And that was success. But I want to set up future generations to have the mobility of choice so that if success to them looks like a trade or if success to them looks like starting their own business or success to them looks like education abroad, they have the, uh, the ability and the mobility of choice. Uh, so that is my abundant life. And that is what I remind myself of every day when I am still struggling with the things that I need to put in place for myself and the things that I have done in the past that I've created patterns for in the past that don't serve me. So I'm going to get off the financial therapy lounge or the bed, the couch, what have you. Now I feel like a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders. And I hope that that you may find some way to identify with my story here today. Uh, Maybe not all of it, but maybe something I said here today is something that you've struggled with or are currently struggling with. And I want you to know that you have the ability to change. You have the ability to control your actions and where you're going and what you're doing. So don't feel stuck. I know it can be so hard, but don't feel stuck. When you need to move, and you need to alter and you need to change, you will. And the information that you need will come to you. 
make sure you're following the silver spoon pod on instagram and tiktok to join the conversation click the link down in the show notes to schedule a financial therapy session of your own let's get vulnerable about what's hurting you so we can implement things that will benefit you subscribe and share with a friend so you can both get your weekly spoonful of the abundant life that you deserve until next time Thank you.